reborn out of disaster, four survivors rose again to form a legion of the world's strangest heroes. Da-da-da-doom Patrol! And this week we are going to look at Doom Patrol number 57 from July 1992. Grant Morrison, Richard Case, and a million inkers. Yeah. <laughs> it's all been building up to this. Exercised yes. crazy issue. It is, it is, it is. It's, uh... And we have possibly the most sinister portrait of the chief ever put to paper. <laughs> On the cover by Seven Bisley. Yeah, that's maybe not something you'd want hanging over your fireplace. <laughs> yeah. It probably has the eyes that pop out so somebody behind it can look at you and stuff. <laughs> totally. Little googly and eyes. The that... mustache and the little, the little gimped up legs. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's awesome. And he looks to be resting on you know, a floor of blood or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the Much chief. Yeah, gross. Uh, so we open, and there's the body of Josh lying on the floor. There's the chief's chair tipped over. There's Robot Man with his mouth gaped open in amazement. <laughs> and he's the chief, what's going on? He's looking at the chief, and the chief's standing there. <laughs> Legs working fine. And she plays all plays it all coy. He's like, "What do you mean?" <laughs> yes, totally. St- and you know what? I loved how uh, at the end of last issue we saw the chief with the gun in his hand. Yeah. And then this issue, like the first ten or eleven pages, uh, Morrison's like playing with your expectations. Like the gun is hidden. You don't see the chief holding the gun, so you're thinking. Maybe we didn't see what we thought we saw. Maybe, yeah. Maybe something else is going on here. Because really, it's the chief. He's not going to be a murderer. <laughs> well, let's find out. Totally. The old chief tells me, "Oh yeah, yeah. I've been, I've been able to walk for a while, quite some time. But it seemed easier to maintain the section. <laughs> that way, I didn't have to explain anything to you guys prematurely." Premature explanation is terrible. He kicks his wheelchair across the room. He's like, I'm not going to miss that old thing. <laughs> Robo Man is obviously confused. Wait a minute. What about Josh? Mm, Josh is dead, I'm afraid. <laughs> we can't just leave him here. He's dead, Cliff. He's not going to do anything if we leave him. Now, will you please come with me, he says, as he opens up a bar of chocolate. What happened? What is it that, does it have something to do with Dorothy? And as usual, it's Cliff going, please, someone tell me what the hell's going on. The chief is not explaining anything at the moment. He's like, just try to calm down, everything's fine. (laughs) (laughs) 
He takes him down to the laboratory to show him his greatest so far invention. Looks like a giant swimming pool. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. It's very, very, very deep and very, very full of some sort of liquid. And she's calling it his think tank. It uses molecular sized processors to create the most powerful neural net ever assembled. And you can swim in it. <laughs> Plus. Maybe not. Maybe not, I don't know. That would be cool if, he, if in order to use it, he had to like put his uh, like swim trunks on and dive in. <laughs> yes, you want to be smart? Do a couple laps. Yeah. The think tank is the future of artificial intelligence, Cliff. It's made from or nanotechnology. Eric Drexler conceived nanomachines, but it took my skills to actually build one. Look here. And he punches up a uh, schematic. There's a little robot, molecular-sized robot, doing uh, some surgery on some molecules. So basically explains, you know, the usual nanomachine deal where they can rebuild substances into any form using other materials. And they reproduce themselves and they uh, keep going. They can be put in the human bloodstream. Repairs at a molecular level, like my spine, for example. There you go. There's the explanation. Yep. And he puts uh, a bunch of them in a box and they make the bar of chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yes. Perfect. That's all he needs. It's, it's really the only reason he built the thing, is so he can make chocolate whenever he wants. That's right. Never, never will he have to go without chocolate again. Phew. Billions of dollars of technology. <laughs> the perfect chocolate bar. Hershey Hershey factory. <laughs> He's like, with this technology, we can do anything, Cliff. We can become gods. <laughs> and what are we doing standing here? Let's use them to save Josh. He's like, eh, that wouldn't be a good idea. <laughs> what? Somebody killed Josh, man. He's like, Cliff... Surely it's obvious. I killed Josh. Boom, boom, boom. Dun, dun, dun. That's right. And just in case you were thinking, oh, wow. That's some cold shit, Chief. Mind blown. Mm. We cut to Dorothy. She's walking through a darkened corridor. And someone's talking to her. Dorothy. He. Dorothy. And she's like, no, 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 I'm not going to make a wish. No. And she starts running and running and running. She comes across Josh dead on the floor. And there's a candle there smoldering. Make a wish. <laughs> Got back to Chief and uh, Robot Man. He is, uh, of course, confused still. <laughs> but she said he had to kill him because he'd begun to suspect what was going on. I was tired of him creeping around asking abusive questions. <laughs> uh, yes, those abusive questions. 
Like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. What's happening? <laughs> uh, he got tired of it, so he, he did him in. He only came to ask for help. Something was wrong with Dorothy. He would ask you for help, for God's sakes. Ah. Well, then, it was a rare and unfortunate error on my part. Things <laughs> happen. <laughs> he turns away from Cliff, and Cliff decides to go for him, and as soon as he does, she turns around with a uh, little remote control and whoop, shuts him off. He's frozen. So when I built your new body, I included a uh, fail-safe mechanism, you see, just in case I ever had to stop you. He sits down in the chair. He's getting ready to give a lecture. <laughs> I suppose you must be rather curious now. <laughs> we cut back to Dorothy. There's the smoldering candle. She's like, all right, I did what you wanted. Where are you? And this monster appears with weird face and that candle hat. Big claws. I'm here, Dorothy. I'm right here. I'm out. Ooh. Ugh. Then do what you said you'd do. It's time, Dorothy. And Josh gets up. He's like, oh, where am I? <laughs> Mr. Clay, oh, Mr. Clay. <laughs> I said I'd bring him back to life. And I did. <laughs> and he grabs Josh by the head and squishes his brains. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. That guy's a jerk. Yes. However, it's free. That's the way wishes work, yo. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. Monkey paw, all that stuff. So now she's set him free, and he's going to wreak havoc upon the world. And he wasn't. She wasn't. He wasn't actually inside her. He, she was just a door that he used to get to our world. That's right. When I'm ready, I'll kill you too. Well, Dorothy's not having a good day. No. <laughs> no, she's getting her period. And her best friend's just been mushed. Yep. So the chief is still explaining the rope man. Sometimes when the work is going well, it's important to tell someone to share the enthusiasm. It's rather pleasant to be sitting here, finally able to sketch out my grand design to a captive audience. He <laughs> <laughs> says, all my life, since I was young, I wanted to create life. When he watched Frankenstein, he sided with the creator, not with the monster. He said, I finally <laughs> did it. And this robot sort of dude looking looking dude comes out. He's just all white. Looks like he's wearing like a white bodysuit. Yeah, he's like the silver like, surfer without expression. The weird face with like a circle for a mouth and two wide set beady red eyes. Yeah, yeah. Chief says, hey, he's not finished yet, as you can probably tell. <laughs> <laughs> he said, but he's alive. It's the culmination of my work, but he's only the beginning. A vision of a new form of life is not enough. If life itself is to change, everything around it must change also. I sometimes wonder what comes next. My whole life has been a journey to this moment. What comes next, Cliff? So we get a sort of a recap of the Chief's origin. It's quite similar from like the original one we saw. Yeah, from what we saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He builds robots and stuff. Yep. And then this other professor's like, oh, your robots are brilliant, da-da-da-da. 
He's like, ah, they're toys. <laughs> I'm to create life, damn it, life. Years of research in cold, damp, rented rooms. He received a massive donation from a mystery benefactor. All right. I want one of those. Is. <laughs> With, uh, what's his name? General Amortis. Yes. So he uses that money to start grafting goats' heads onto dogs and stuff. Those <laughs> <laughs> were a lot of weird uh, lower animal chemistry stuff. He cryogenically froze a bunny rabbit and then zapped it back to life with a laser. He's like, haha, that was awesome. So we went to India for a short working holiday. He's like, you know this story, Cliff. I told it to you once before. And while he's talking, he's now dismantling Cliff's head. Yeah. <laughs> Taking the lid off and the brain sticking out. He's like, you probably remember what happened when I discovered who had been funding my researches. General Amortis, one of the Doom Patrol's greatest enemies. Uh-huh. He was trying to find a chemical that would allow him to live forever. He put a bomb in the chief's chest. And the only way the chief could get out from under the bomb was to have him appear to die. One of his robot buddies saves him. And when the robot says, is there any, will there be anything else, sir? He says, yes, I'm here. And he shoots him in the face. Kablamo. And the robot goes down going, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Yes. Ratu had saved my life. Killing him was like killing a friend. <laughs> but that's what I do, I guess. That's what I do. I love that the panels here are mirrors of uh, a lot of the Premiani pages. Yep. Keith is doing a wonderful job. Yes. He's really coming into it, having worked this, you know, for this long on the title. Totally. So he says each experience enriches us, good or bad. So he goes, let me try to explain the theoretical underpinning to all of this. He's got a picture on the wall called the catastrophe curve. Catastrophe theory provides us with the topological model, which represents the introduction of sudden discontinuous change into a stable system. We cannot predict the effect of catastrophe, but we can use this model to help ascertain the conditions more favorable for its manifestation. He began to conceive a grand scheme. The world needed some sort of weird catastrophe. In order to test the theory, he found an experiment. Cliff Steele. So he says, this man had everything. <laughs> and he was arrogant, selfish, overconfident, ill-educated. You were a loudmouth, misogynistic boor. <laughs> I wonder what would happen if I introduced a catastrophe curve into the life of such a man. So he did. He ganked up the car and put the oil slick there and ate chocolate while he watched as Cliff's car went into Kaboom land. Cliff Steele's body was destroyed, but I saved his brain and put it into a robot body. It was a magnificent challenge. Stretched my skills to their limits. In fact, there were some bugs in the system. 
That's why you went cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs at the beginning. <laughs> that unfortunate incident gave me the idea to install a failsafe option in the future body. All in all, you are a success. The old Clistile was a true monster. The new one learned kindness and compassion and selfless heroism. I'd call that a success, wouldn't you, Cliff? So that's pretty wild, man. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> this whole this whole story, Morrison's run on the Duke Tour, really is sort of a a, a psychological arc for for Cliff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Realizing that maybe things aren't the way they are, and Cliff's always been the one who just tries to do the best thing. He tries to do the right thing. He's willing to sacrifice himself since he feels like he's already dead anyway. Yes. So maybe the chief is right. Oh! Motherless! <laughs> and there we've had a squirrel sighting. <laughs> I am about at the end of my rope with this beast. <laughs> you need to go pull a chief on him. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I can get everybody else out of the house. Ah. <laughs> uh. So anyway, he decides to try the experiment again, this time with Larry Trainer, sabotage the aircraft, see what happened. Now this time, what happened was a surprise. I had no idea about the uh, negative energy being and whatnot. So I didn't have to make another robot, at least. So that's good. <laughs> and then Rita. I'm not sure how he... Uh, I guess he just created the gases or whatever that gave her the really stretchy powers. I guess, yeah, it's not really clear, but I guess, yeah. He's implying anyway that he was responsible for her accident as well. Yeah, so we can, yeah, we can maybe assume that it was, he added something to the gas or he was responsible for the mysterious gases and, yep. and uh, he made her too. Yep. So he brought them all together, as though by accident, into the Doom Patrol. Yes. Have I shocked you, Cliff? That's good. We need shocks in our lives. We need radical change in the new understanding it brings. Catastrophe forces us to think in new ways. So, he talks about a, a kid's story. And as he's talking about this story, he, there's sort of flashbacks of uh, old Doom Patrol exploits. The, the one where Cliff's in that printing press. And yes. Pulled, uh, <laughs> Some classic Doom Patrol stories. Yeah, fighting the brain of Monsieur Mala. Rita stretching and saving people with her giant arm. He says, there's a story for children entitled The Singing Ringing Tree. In the story, a beautiful princess is imprisoned by an evil dwarf who transforms her into a slovenly, ugly drudge. <laughs> the noble prince who rides to her rescue becomes a wild bear. Together they learn what it is to live without beauty and privilege and money. They learn that the truly important qualities come from within and have no relation to physical beauty. Becoming freakish, they became human and humane. That's how it was with the Doom Patrol. And then they have uh, General Zal there. Yes. He's like, I forced us into situations that grew increasingly more hazardous. The end was inevitable. You must understand, I couldn't afford to get close to any of you. You could have ruined everything. 
When that island was destroyed, I was protected by a powerful force shield. I suppose I could have saved Rita with the shield, but again, I wanted to see what would happen. For all I knew, the bomb might trigger some fabulous new mutation. <laughs> that is some cool science, yo. Oh, yes. It didn't. <laughs> I saw her briefly, her body expanding, coming apart. Say la vie. Oh, that's brutal. Poor Rita. Yep. So then he goes on to talk about his time in India and uh, he found uh, Celsius or Rani. Yeah, I like that he ties this in too. Yep. The ideal test subject. He gained her trust. He went through some ludicrous marriage ceremony and concocted a story which necessitated my return to the States. <laughs> Before leaving, I dosed her with the serum. It worked. It worked perfectly at first. It was better that Irani died when she did, though. The serum was flawed and eating her brain. So he uh, followed the Doom Patrol with his government contacts, and then he returned, eventually, and your activities provided me with cover for my own work. In a way, I saw you as forerunners of a new breed of human. As they fight the Scissor Man. That's right. That stuff. That's cool. Like, I like... Sorry, I like that he... Uh... He, like, they had teased out the Irani chief connection for years and years, and here Morrison is like, yeah, yeah I kind of already never really got around to... Yeah. Well, I guess he did. He said, you know, they were married, and, but they never really sort of proved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was still kind because of left. Soon, when they found the chief, he denied it. He was like, no, that's that's crazy talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's cool that he uh, he actually explains it away here. Yeah, they were married, and... It was while he was on his Indian vacation or whatever. Yeah. Although he calls her Asian. A young Asian girl. I'm not sure that she was ever Asian. Well, she was East Asian. I guess. Well, like, uh, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. Whatever, whatever. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> the work is almost complete. And I'll, let me tell you now what I'm planning to do. I'm going to create the biggest catastrophe the world has ever seen. A global catastrophe. With the nanomachines, I can do it. I can remake the world and everything in it. But would I survive? It occurred to me that if I could find a means by which I might download my consciousness into a superhuman vehicle, such as the creature I created, I think I found a way. The system has to be tested, of course. That's where you can help me, Cliff. <laughs> Perhaps I should stop talking now, but it's hard to stop, to be honest. I've kept all this to myself for so long. <laughs> Once you start monologuing, it's really right. hard to stop. <laughs> Especially when the other guy can't stop you because he's frozen. That's right. He's like, I control the nanomachines. My critics have less than 60 hours in which to voice their obsolete opinions. I'm not entirely sure what kind of world will exist when I finished, but I know it will be better for everyone. <laughs> ah, Chief. Chief, so, Chief, Chief. Yep. Let me see the uh, sort of artificial dude that Chief made. There's some uh, exclamation sort of lines around its head. Chief turns around, and it's coming after him. He shoots at it with his gun, but... Obviously, he built it really good, so the gun's not doing no good. <laughs> He's grabbing him and beating the tar out of him. 
No! And then it pulls his head off. And as it does, spines start growing out of its head, and we see that it's actually the candle maker. He's possessed the body of the artificial being that the chief made. Well, that'll learn ya. That's a pretty heavy catastrophe curve right there. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So it starts talking to Cliff, and Cliff's, of course, still frozen. He's like, you're another of them, aren't you? You might be a danger to me while I'm still in this intermediate stage of physical manifestation. But you can't move, can you? But you can't move, but you can see and feel and hear everything. You can't move no matter what I do. And he grabs the brain and <laughs> yanks it out of the body. Ouch. Holds it up over his head, tears it in half, stomps on it. <laughs> And does his little I, victory dance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I am King Candle. I am the Candle Maker. So we have the Chief with his head torn off, Cliff's brain all smushed. Next issue, <laughs> Candle Maker. question mark. <laughs> Doing his best uh, Saturday Night Fever pose. Yeah, really, yeah. <laughs> I am John Travolta. That's right. <laughs> Which is scary in and of itself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Woo! How do you get out of this one? Yeah, it's uh, quite the cliffhanger, that's for sure. Totally. Oh, this issue must have been like mind blowing to the people when it came out. It really, really was. <laughs> You're just like, I have no idea what's going on. What? <laughs> yeah, and it's not mostly for me. It was like, no, not Cliff. <laughs> Cliff is like the mainstay. That's right. Fix his brain. Uh, so. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty uh, pretty fierce. Yes, 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 yes. Well, this issue we have a letter from Rachel Pollock. Yeah, I'm wondering, is this her first one, maybe? I'm not sure. I think so. Huh. Yes. Yes. But basically, this is this is her, her letter, basically saying, "Hey, I want to write the Doom Patrol after Grant's done." That's right. <laughs> <laughs> pretty ballsy. Yes, I really hope to write it someday. I mean, only if Grant gets bored or sick or something. I wouldn't want him to lose his job. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> That's cool. Suggest that Barbara Bush should join the Doom, the Doom Patrol. Yeah. All right. Yes. There so we go. Cool. That is wild. And, and then Charlie they, Brown. Well, Charles Brown. Yes. <laughs> Charles Brown. He was a big letter guy back in the day. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I remember seeing his, his name all over the place. All over the place. Ah, uh, so well. So, next week, apparently, is when the Doom Force special drops. Yes. I don't know. I don't know that we'll, we'll do it right away, though. Yeah, I trying to think if I have it. I might. I thought I did. Huh. Uh, I know I have it, but... Either way, we'll probably just dive right back into the next issue. Yeah, we can save that for after. It doesn't really connect to anything. No. In particular, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Rigor mortis sets in for poor dead Josh as the two severed head just lies there. Cliff's brains do the same. It's 24 pages of action-packed fun from writer Grant and guest artist Sean Phillips. <laughs> Excellent. That sounds like a perfect issue. <laughs> yeah. So there you have it, folks. The true secret origin of Grant Morrison's Doom Patrol. Yes. Shockingly, it was the chief meddling all along. Yes. And this was a great way to redo the origin. Like, it's very much in the vein of of uh, Alan Moore's Swamp Thing, where he's not invalidating anything. He's just he's just adding little wrinkles to it, and and all the things that we saw happen, but they just happen from a different point of view or with a different uh, reasoning behind it. That's kind of a cool way to do it. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it's it's a I guess it's a retcon, but it's certainly an acceptable retcon. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, for sure, it's a retcon, but it it's not. It doesn't contradict anything. It doesn't contradict before. anything. That's right. It just it it alters. It shows you that you didn't really know what was going on in the first place. Yeah, we didn't know the full story, but the stories that we do know were still they were still there. They still yep. happened. You'll just never be able to look at them the same way again. <laughs> For sure. Alrighty. If any of you want to share your reactions the first time you read Doom Patrol 57, you can send us an email. Our email address is doompodtroll at gmail.com or you can go visit our website, which is also doompodtroll.com and you can comment on any of the comment threads that are over there. We hope yeah. to hear from you. <laughs> Oh, yeah. All right. We'll talk to you all next week. Bye-bye.